And you were going to change the intro. When's that going to happen? Huh? I can't hear you. Not on the mic. It's going to happen. Sometime. Maybe call me before Thursday night for the Friday show. What's that? I need a mic. I, I called here. you. At 6? On Thursday. It was earlier than that. Thursday. Oh, no. It's 5.58. Ah! Hi, Karen. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Are you better? Hi, Karen. Welcome back. We missed you guys. Are you better? Better is relative. Have I'm you stopped here. divorcing us? Are you going to be on the show I again? I am not divorcing That's you, Everybody knows that was a kick to the curb. No, it was not. Are you back? I'm here. Will you marry me again? Of course. I never Radio divorced wife? you. <laughs> <laughs> it was amicable. Because, uh, you know, I was, you know, since Bob didn't call me back till 5.58 <laughs> on a Thursday, I was going through the old shows, trying to look for some stuff, and I'm listening to you and Drew and like, just how elegant and eloquent you both are. And I'm a fucktard on this thing. No, you're not, Dad. darling. No, you're Dad. not. Well, thank you for having me today. <laughs> we got style back. No, you're back like every week, right? Come on. <laughs> One Come week on. at a time, Charlie. No, then Bob, play the music. I'm here. <laughs> I was trying to find out if he was living uh, in the mansion. The music. You know. <laughs> Should we just start this fucking show over? American Coney Island, founded by Gus Carroll's in 1917, is Detroit's oldest family-run restaurant and is the original home of the famous Detroit Coney dog with chili, mustard, and Vidalia onions. Give me some more Popeye there, bro. Located in the downtown Detroit at Lafayette, Michigan Avenue, always delicious, always open, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The dogs snap when you bite them. And the chili is a 100-year-old family recipe made especially for the American Coney dog. And the beer's cold. And don't forget, and every the place is clean. Friday it is. through the Lent, are. the cod sandwich. Order a Coney Island kit straight to your or a friend's door. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. And you ain't kidding, it's clean. I scrubbed the pigeon shit off the awnings this week. Did you really? I want, yeah, I... I really worked there. I worked my ass off. I know you do, Charlie. I fixed the coolers. And you know what? Stop the robbers. Remember that? I, I, yeah. I grab muggers. <laughs> I do what it takes. You know why? They're glad you're there. Because uh, they help with health care. It's a really good place. And Grace, Grace is a great person. Yes. I mean, and I, she is. I like to earn. Well, I'm, and I more importantly, me the dogs are delicious. And the restrooms are clean. Yeah, and the restaurants are clean. The awnings are clean. Everything's clean. Okay, the commercial's over. I'm telling you something here about... I want all the working people, whether it's with your hands or your mind, I want you to know what I'm doing there. I'm actually supporting my family, but I'm making a gesture that I'm with you. And when the shit hits the fan, you know what side I'm on. And it's not man girdles, and it's not curating, and it's not... Golf courses, which is cool. I like golfing a little bit. Not good at it. <laughs> Google it. I was in the city of Detroit. I, yeah, I, 18 miles across the Detroit. You sure did. I, I am so for you. And more importantly, I am so for your children. I am. And that's why we're in the... Uh, Lower level. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we're getting good at that. Please marry me again. <laughs> and, that, and that's why we're here doing this. You know, if somebody... Uh, Hit me on Facebook and goes, loves the show, man, but stop tooting your own horn. And I'm like, 
Well, we got it because we got to kind of sell the podcast and let you know what it's about and the reasons. Well, Charlie, I don't think that's tooting your own horn. I mean, for as many people that know who you are and what you've done, I mean, there's always a muddling of reality. I mean, we, we read some stories in the news and the free press, each of uh, whom claimed to break a story that, in fact, you did the homework, the research, the investigation, and broke the story last year. So I don't think it's tooting your own horn. We're going to call it uh, a clarification. How about that? We're going to make sure that people know the reality of what they're dealing with as it relates to the information that we put out on this show. Is that fair? Not only is it fair... Tune in to No Bullshit News Hour, and you'll get the news first. Uh, That's the n- thing. Next week's news today. Next week's news today. Special guest today, coming up a little later in the show, former Wayne County executive Bob Ficano. Hoo You got a drop there, Bob? Charlie, uh, I, I, I know you do. I do. <laughs> Those are classic. Yeah, good old Bob. We're going we're gonna to talk about the landscape of things, the health of Elbrooks, Patterson, and, you know. Whatever else might come up, the new jail, the you know when you you know this, Karen, you give your life over to public service, and I wonder, is anything good ever remembered? Is it just the scandals and you know how bad are we in the media? Well, you know, what is the legacy? Well, the legacy is thanks, Karen. Your voice, Charlie. Is- it's very simple. <laughs> good one. <laughs> God, I miss him. I'm looking forward to it. I know it. Karen, is anything good remembered about your time in public service? You know, it depends, I guess, on who's doing the recall. Um, But it's very easy to gloss over. It's very easy for people to forget. Um, I actually watched Let It Rip last night and heard um, they were talking about Joe Biden. And uh, Alexis mentioned, she says, yeah, you know, when Joe Biden came, you know, this is how we got buses. And I'm thinking, no, 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 no. That was the delivery of the buses that we went to D.C. to secure more than $70 million for new yeah, transportation. Yeah, they got no so, shame up there yeah, in City and, Hall. But, but I'm saying it's very easy when you control the narrative. It can, the, the reality can be whatever you want. So it's not always accurately projected. Uh, 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 hey, you got that Carmack clip here? Look, I'm, I'm full of piss and vinegar today. We're in the lower level <laughs> because we had to be. Because of the spineless reporting. We're down here because we have to be free to bring it to you first. And there is so much cracking now. You know, this isn't a self-promotion. You know what this is? I went to Deadline Detroit because they have the guts. Alan Langle and his benefactor, Pete Carmanos, have the guts to tell you what's really going to on. To have us tell you what's going down. We take the punches and everybody's hiding. Who's that? Oh, that's one of that's, my sources. That's your phone. That's a source. That's my whole life. That thing rings. But people trust you, Charlie, and they know you're going to do something with it. I care about the people. You can. No doubt. And you know, hey, guy, you out there in Twitterland, we agree on more than three things out of a hundred politically. You'd be surprised. I'm just shrouding mine in human compassion. I care about you. I do. I love it here. Play the clip, man. This is Bob Carmack, the guy that was flying the banners over Tiger Stadium yesterday, which said, what would they say? Um, anyone had sex with Mike Duggan for a raise? Call 1-800-CARMAC. It's an interesting <laughs> play on words there. but Right, the other right. Way, <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, Dr. Hussan. Marry me, love Mayor Mike Duggan, then in red. Oh, I forgot I'm married. 
He was doing that over Tiger Stadium yesterday. He's the guy that was hounding the mayor, tailed him back to the love nest, allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. Okay. So where does that all start? Go ahead and play this, Bob. I was trying to find out if he was living in the mansion, you know, which Charlie told me he wasn't. So I put a private eye to find out if he was. What'd you say? Who told you? Who told you that uh, he didn't think he was living in the mansion? You did, Charlie. How about that? Because I was doing work, wasn't I, Bob? Yes, you were. You were sitting out right in front of that little house over there watching if he was coming and going. And what did we find out? What did you find find out? out? Uh, you found out that uh, he wasn't, and I found out that, that he wasn't also. And not only that, I have people that have told Yep, me. how about that? How about that? So now where does this go? Okay, so you're going to the booty call in a city car with the city gas. Okay, that's fine. But you remember what we reported here back in December, where the money came from. So, Free Press reports. $358,000 of city money directed to her, you know, health program, right? That's us. We have the balls to do that. That's not exclusive. So don't say it is, right? I've gone to the newspapers when I left Fox 2, and I said, I know stuff. Maybe once in a while I contribute to you so I can get out of my system and inform the public. They never called back. Mistake. So do not... Do not, today, the two members of Detroit's congressional delegation, uh, Brenda Lawrence and Rashida Tlaib, call for congressional investigation and oversight into the poison dirt. My dear friends who are listening, whose children live next to that. We did that. Deadline Detroit did that. That's not for me. You don't got to put my name in it. Put Alan Langle's name in it. He's got balls. DeadlineDetroit.com. He's got balls. Don't take credit for it. Don't say you're the first to Don't, do it. Yeah, right. Because we're we're here for you, folks. I, I know this this is a rant, but I'm 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 pissed. But here's what the free press did do. They got the extra email, which shows City Hall employees making nearly two hundred thousand dollars, worse than Bob Ficano ever did. Directed him to, to raise money for her. Conflict of interest, ethically wrong. What about those contracts? Appearance of impropriety. Appearance. (laughs) Raising money. So, like, put it this way. If Kwame Kilpatrick, Karen, had slid $350,000 to a gal pal, would people care? Yes, Charlie. And that's what I posted on my second page today because I watched some of the interviews that were taking place at the ball game yesterday and they were asking mm-hmm. um, people what did they think about, you know, the messages in the sky and the accusations. And they're like, oh, well, you know, things are going so great in the city of Detroit. That's not a big deal. We don't need to make a story of it. I looked at some of the comments um, on the online version of the article and I said, if this were anybody else, Anybody else, oh the public would be calling for the heads of the mayor and the people. Imagine in that if this was Trump. It, uh, it, oh it, yeah! By the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but no. Trump slid uh, hundred thirty thousand dollars to uh, you know a porno star. Yep. Any yeah. federal? In, I mean, come on. All I'm saying is, and I think this is the only thing, Charlie, not speaking for you, but it's like you have to be consistent. You have to be fair. If, in fact, your expectations are of some admirable, respectable level of integrity from elected officials, that expectation should be for every elected official. Not just because now you want to feel that, you know, Detroit is all warm and fuzzy, so let's not mess up the narrative. 
this is a reality that's taking place downtown. And if this were anybody else, I mean, you think about when there were uh, accusations in the lawsuit that I was having an affair with Dave Bing. It was all over the paper for a week. It made you cry, didn't it? Well, no, I didn't cry, but I was pissed. Like, yeah. you know, this isn't this is not reality. Any any woman that has any type of influence or power, it must be because you're doing something wrong. My point is is that I was benefiting from city dollars because I was a an official within the city. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you want to use that? Well, if this woman is getting money, city dollars or because of city effort, that is an indirect city dollar. Why isn't this newsworthy? Why, oh, it's, should, it's, why shouldn't we know? It's huge because Well, and she's not Working for the city, right? Like but, you but, mean, but, it's, you know, you got money saying, from the city, but you were using, working for the city. You, you mean this? The, it's two adults have you know that work in the same office. It happens all the time. But contracts are being moved your way. City resource. You don't work for the city, right. and you're spending city resources to help secure dollars for your private company. Your private company. Yeah. So that is a city resource. That's a misuse Absolutely. of city resources. Wasn't it Kwame Kilpatrick's? sister or cousin or something that got like a hundred thousand dollar contract for it was a big deal i thought that was through the um through the election fund or through his campaign fund. but it, 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 it was so a fam, female at, family right, member exactly. and that that i still remember it yeah, but people were pissed and everybody i mean but because it stink to high heaven but what's not good for the goose that's not now good well for absolutely the right. that's all i'm saying absolutely right all I'm saying, if you're going to look at it, and Charlie, you did this story some time ago. You said, if this is what Kwame got, why wouldn't everybody be looking at Duggan for the same No, thing? no, don't call him. If you're calling him Kwame, you call him Mike. I See, what did I call him? Duggan. Oh. See, because when I came back here as a newspaper man from the New York Times, it's called an honorific. Okay. We say Mr. Even until you die. We call Charles Manson Mr. Manson in the page of the New York mm-hmm. Times. So when I get here, I'm thinking Mr. Kilpatrick, Mr. Mayor, and it was Kwame, 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 Kwame. So I said, oh, okay, must be the culture around here. So you're now Bob, you're Mike, you're Rick, you're Gretch. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Gretch. (laughs) All right. All right, so you want to know how to stretch this then. Okay. So the $200,000 man, 180-something, let's be accurate who works for Mike as the director of grants. Gets his own grant. Every his year. wife is Joc- uh, Jocelyn Benson, the secretary of state that Mike fully backed with all his power. Okay? Huh. Jocelyn's office is the one that investigates campaign finance abuse, of which Duggan's been accused, with his super PACs, 501Cs, whatever it was. Mm. That's died on the vine. The head lawyer for the land bank, you know that one we're talking about, the poison dirt and everything? You know how he beat it out of town in in, uh, December? Guess where he works? For Jocelyn Benson. Okay, so now we can go to the attorney general and ask for an investigation, but I wouldn't count on that because Butch Hollowell, Melvin, used to be the top lawyer for Detroit, was Dana Nessel's um, chief of staff in the transition. Not only that, Mike Duggan's chief operating officer is Dave Masseron. He was the smarty-pants little lawyer who put the whole Flint deal together. And now what has Ms. Nessel done with Flint? As we've reported here, nothing. 
My sources say since she took office, not one interview, Flint, not one investigative subpoena, Flint. Bye-bye. Justice delayed is justice delayed. It usually means you don't get it. So we can go to Gretch, jump them all, except Gretchen's transition chief of staff was Eddie Duggan. Yes, Junior. And don't forget, Mr. Gilchrist fixed the damn house. That's a land bank deal. You came from the Duggan administration. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The point is, this is a goddamn machine. I don't care about your politics. It's money for girlfriends, right? Money's for your pals. What has changed? The country is angry. So instead of looking at Washington all the time, look at your own home. Right or wrong? Absolutely right. Is that insane? No. It's crazy, but it's accurate. Can you dial Joe up? Absolutely. Because you know what else we did, Bob? What's that? First here. What did we do? We reported that Eric Sabri, the Wayne County Treasurer. Remember that, Karen? In dramatic fashion. Family and friends plan with other people's foreclosed homes. That the feds were up his ass. So, Charlie, are people just politically apathetic? Do they just not care anymore that things are happening uh, in in a manner that, in my opinion, compromises the integrity of the process? And, I I mean, people just don't seem to care. Ask Ask me more hardcore. Okay. Ask me from your gut. Do people give a F anymore? They really give an F. They do. They give an F. I just don't see the, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the, the uproar. You mean locally? Locally. Because we're really in an uproar nationally. Okay, locally? Nationally, yeah. I know because people are constantly talking about it here. Other than you, we get trickles based on what they take from here. But the, the conversation is not directed toward any type of transparency. Well, our audience is sophisticated. Yes, I know are. them. They're, they're, they're bright people. They I see their tweets and posts. Regular people. They're very bright people. The point is, one, they're not getting the information enough. And two, I was talking to a news director today from a big uh, media concern here in town. They understand it, too. But the shit we just talked about in the web, in the contracts, it's all so procedural that it's, it's not sexy. Like... Sex messages are sexy. A navigator, right? Arrogance, that's sexy. But Kilpatrick's in prison for contracts, not so sexy. This thing is done so white collar. But now this movie has tits in a car crash. Kwame does a navigator. Mikey does a Taurus, right? Mm -hmm. Booty calls a booty call. This is true. I mean, he's not, you don't see him much. Oh, you don't? Not since he was gone for, what, about a month in February? This dude shell-shocked. Yeah. This guy knows he's got the feds up his ass. He's got now got the newspapers up his ass. He definitely got no bullshit news hour up his ass, which is what we're charged with doing. We got to look. Is this show boring? No. Oh, is it boring so far? No. Because I'm not bored. No. I'm not bored. I, I pace. I'm outraged. It's engaging, Charlie. It is. I, I'm tr- look again. I'm sorry, guy. You're right. You made me think. I do. I do listen to y'all, and if I don't get back to you, you know, I, I, I'm getting your your messages to me. 
Okay, I am a showboat. Fuck it. This is true. <laughs> you can be that way. But I, I believe in this thing. Properly focused. I however. believe in you folks. Charlie, like they say, is not tricking if you got it. So true you, that. <laughs> so you're safe on that. Hey, uh, Joe, is that you uh, scratching around there in your pen? Yeah, we're in the junkyard picking parts for trucks. See that? He's working hard. Oh. You hear that around Kazakhstan? You hear you hear that yeah. Winnipeg? Because we got we got listeners in Winnipeg. You hear that Toledo? Yeah. You hear that St. Louis? Hello, Chicago. Shout out to Washington D.C. L.A. in the house. Love you, L.A. Hello, McAllen, Texas. Yes, sir. Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Joe. Yes, sir. Um, so. Keeping on top of the story, as we the first to report it here at No Bullshit News Hour, and you, the only person to interview the Wayne County treasurer after the scandal broke, where his wife and kids and the company allegedly, unethically got houses from the foreclosure program, didn't pay their taxes, and now we're finding out former county officials through the land bank, of which he's the chairman of the board, were enriching themselves. You were the guy, got off his ass, put on a chicken suit, and faced him down. Right. That was you, dude. Now, would you hear it? And then he said he wouldn't answer any questions until after uh, his formal answer to the ethics committee, so the, which was last Wednesday. So and they, they met. For that. So they met, and, and where are we at now? Up, update us on the story, Joe. Uh, let me do it this way. We go to the junkyard now with uh, no bullshit. Now our special correspondent, Chicken Joe DeMarco. Joe, what do we know? We know basically that Wednesday's hearing was a procedural hearing. They wanted to decide what power. They had to actually bring in their lawyer to tell them what authority they had, what power they had. Cut, they cut, cut. Investigative. Cut. Take two. Joe, um, here's the thing. Nobody's listening. This is just, we're going to cut this out. Okay. Listen. They just want to know how they're going to proceed, basically. So they're going to proceed. Well, let me, let me do this again. Oh, they're going to proceed, yes. Well, there's the news, um, baby. They're going to proceed. When's so the next they're gonna meeting? They're going to They're going to get more information from all the parties involved, and uh, they're going to take it from there. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, Sabri wanted the whole thing kicked, didn't he? Yes, he did. His, his lawyer was there, but they didn't want to hear from him. This is not fair. It's Warren Evans who's the primary complainant, and he wasn't there, so it's not fair that we let you talk. So, you know, there'll be a time for that at our next hearing, which they eventually decided would be May 15th. This is a big deal, Joe, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is a rather big deal. There's a lot of people are affected by it. Yes. A lot of, it isn't just the corruption. The corruption is just one thing, but the incompetence, just the gross incompetence in that office is another thing. Based on the stories that were told by the public that showed up to voice their opinions. Give us one real quick, without yammering on. Give us a succinct, give us a one story of incompetence from a citizen. Because guess what? <laughs> your files were corrupted, Joe. We don't have any sound. I don't. I think you didn't well, press play. Well, I'm here well, to we- tell you this one story. 
this one story real fast. This one lady, she did everything she was supposed to do. She paid her mortgage. She paid off 30-year mortgage off for 25 years and um, did everything she was supposed to do. Her mom died around the same time and left the house to her. She found out her mom's house was in tax trouble. She went and made arrangements to pay that on a time plan. Yep. And fine. And then she found out her house was in tax. Which is 25 years of never getting a tax bill, she wasn't expecting one. And somebody dropped the ball when she paid off her house. They did not start sending the tax bills to her. What they sent to her was a foreclosure notice. So she went and made arrangements to pay that, you know, the payment plan to pay, pay for that. Oh, she did sure. everything right, the way she was supposed to, paid all this money. Come to find out, they foreclosed her house anyways because some moron downtown was applying both checks to her mom's property, and none of it went to her property, and she still ended up losing her house. Wow. Man, I was fighting off tears when I heard that, man. Yeah. I was like, what the? Oh, That's Joe. horrible. Now, here's the other thing, Joe. So I want you to stay on this, Okay. Next time I want you, right. to, I want you to press record. I don't need you going. This is Joe DeMarco in the elevator pressing button number seven. To go, okay, <laughs> that was entertaining though. Oh That's no, awesome. it really wasn't. It, well, go ahead, Bob. Well, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's not Joe, and uh, you know I, I started to go go through your stuff, and you had the intro, which was great, and then it was just the meeting, and I didn't have any interaction. I, I know you said you had a corrupt file or what, whatever happened, but we need we need to have interaction with you. Joe, here's the thing, right. real quick. You know okay. what I mean? Oh, I, 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 want, I want you to get out there and, and be involved in it. He's an intern. He's a lawyer. Right. Joe, well, Joe's the man. It happens. Happens. I had to leave and get back to work because my job, they're beyond me about being here. Okay, okay, listen. Stop complaining. That. Save that for after the show like you do every other week. The thing is, <laughs> we need you as the everyman to go stand down power. Okay? Right. I, it's yes, good sir. to talk to the people, but I, I, I need those commissioners, too. I need you to go to, right. you're in the building, go knock on Sabri's door because you're the chicken with fangs. Right. Understand what I'm saying? The chicken with fangs. Yeah, that's it. Now, here's, I'm going to give you a big compliment. Jerry Paffendorf, a guy that is a data specialist, he understands all this, he's trying to get foreclosure yeah. law changed to be more equitable so that lady you talk to has some recourse. He said he'd never seen a meeting like that in his whole time here, it had professors, it had media, it had lawyers, activists, and he says, Chicken Joe just lent an air of electricity. Joe right. just just put this thing over the top. Everybody knew who he was. Like, you made it something, Joe. And you sitting in that chicken outfit, we're going to post it on a website. It just brought I something. Nobody took any pictures of me. Oh, no, they did. They did? Yes. All right, go back to work, man. What, what are you pulling from the... Um, junkyard. Junkyard there. Uh, power steering units for, for a truck. Oh, gearbox. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um, Make sure you pull the right thing. I, they, want, they want me to recommend that you do a story about the rainwater tax. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Tax it the really room. bothers them that they're spending thousands. Just my boss alone is spending over a thousand dollars a month. All right, Ooh, listen, man. listen. You do the rain tax story because the next hearing's not till the fifteenth of May. So do the rain tax story and 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 make it interesting, would you? I don't want you doing this. This is your old pal Chicken Joe DeMarco standing in the rain, getting ready to press. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he knows what it is. Okay, is that your boss? 
Oh, yeah. It's one of my one of my many bosses. Let me talk to that guy. He's listening. Hey, Anthony. Hello. Hey, who's this? It's Anthony. Hey, Tony. You go by Tony or Anthony? Anthony. Anthony, um, sorry about uh, Joe, man. You know, like, you know, it's cool, right? He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a real he's good, a good guy. guy. He thinks you're going to fire him all the time. No. <laughs> you just bust God his like balls him, like I do, right? You love him, but you bust his balls. Yeah, you got to bust his balls. And Anthony, Anthony, kiss my ass, yeah. man. That, that chicken suit is awesome. Joe says yeah, it, I haven't got to see him in it yet. Oh, Joe's sitting there oh, lying, you saying out. you're saying it detracts from his credibility. No, everybody's seen him. I wasn't here when he was in it. <laughs> oh, he was at work in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, can't get a $15 uh, an hour minimum, minimum wage. Yeah, Anthony's the only one that missed it. I'll have to show him the video later. Yeah, show him the video, Joe. All right. All right, Joe. Make it back to work. Thanks, Anthony. All right. Hey, uh, Bobby, uh, let's uh, give me some Yaldo music. Should be visionary. Yeah. You like this, Karen? Mm -hmm. These eyes? Yes. You didn't think I knew that, did you? It's that time of year When you can finally go outside These eyes Cry every night It's that time of year when you can finally go outside and get your freedom to move back. And swimming, boating, and playing sports are so much better when you're free from the annoyance of glasses and contacts. You know it's true. That life would be better. Yeah. And easier. To never have been to think about glasses, contacts, and reading glasses. It's why you really need to call the Yaldo Eye Center, where Dr. Yaldo provides cats custom LASIK, the most advanced in the world where most people get better than 20-20 vision. And it's where you can also get the amazing multifocal lens implants, the Rolls-Royce solution for people 50 and older that allows you to see the tiniest type to go along with great distance vision. Dr. Yaldo is Michigan's most experienced eye surgeon with over 50,000 custom LASIK and multifocal implant procedures. Yeah. You've been putting it off for years, settling for old technology. So now's the time. Between the tax return, the fresh health savings account, and the awesome no BS discount, just tell them you heard it here. There isn't a better time to make the call. The evaluation is free. Call 1-800-398-EYES, 1-800-398-EYES, or go to yaldoeyecenter.com. Dr. Yaldo, good dude. It's a nice music bed for that, Charlie. Yeah. Good job, Bob. Yeah, we got it. That's kind of the vibe I got at Yaldo's office. It's 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 clean. It's dignified. The the Barbara, how you doing, girl? Like the people are great there. Wow. And it, it, they don't push you, man. You just get in there and get some. Start with your eye health. Let them look at them. They have frames. They give you options. Lenses. Yes, they do. He's an ophthalmologist and a good one. Okay. Thanks for supporting Yaldo. Let's see, where's my list, man? Uh, we got Bobby on the phone? Okay. 
Bob, you there? Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you like some Bob. <laughs> this is going to be good. Bob, it's late 30. Where you been, dog? <laughs> I've been around. <laughs> hey, listen, I got a little theme music for you. Ready for it? Sure, why not? Okay. My bad. Oh, you're pulling up? Let me introduce him then. This is uh, yeah. Robert A. Focano, former Wayne County executive. My one-time foil on television. Done some bad. Done some good. What are you doing now, Bob? Hey, Charlie. Uh, practicing law, teaching at Wayne County Community College, and criminal justice program, and uh, living life, you know? Uh, it's not quite the same as being in public office, and that's kind of nice at times. Did you have, hey, you got it, Bob? Okay, here we go. Here we go, Bobby. Okay. Is that Bobberino? Yeah. John Travolta. Bobberino. Bobberino, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought that was from the... I thought that was from uh, the Beach Boys and Bob Bob Baran or something. Yeah. I was going to think, okay. but I, I thought you deserved more than that. You know. I, <laughs> okay. You know, thanks for being on. Uh, listen, I got. Sure. I want to start out by apologizing. Way back You're when. First. <laughs> Busting balls, Bob. He okay. he texted me on my birthday. Forgot <laughs> texted me. He goes, I can't believe I'm doing this, Charlie. But happy birthday. <laughs> Did you really hate me, Bob? No, of course not, Charlie. No, just tell him. Work at times. That's all. No. <laughs> no, tell him you hated me, didn't you? No, I don't hate anybody, Charlie. Oh, you I'm fucking hate me. I'm not made up that way. I'm not raised that way. Okay. Well, go ahead, Bob. I was just going to say, what what was the because I, I was the photographer with Charlie when we would be outside the Guardian, and what did you feel like when you showed up in the Cadillac and we were standing there and you knew you had to kind of do the gauntlet. Well, I mean, it was all part of the job, to be truthful, and the Cadillac had over 120,000 miles on it. <laughs> Still spinning, aren't you? It was nice, though. <laughs> Which one of the three, Bob? <laughs> no, we only had one. That was the whole thing. Oh, yeah, it was but three no, drivers with big pensions. I forget. Right. <laughs> I, you know what, Charlie? I what? don't have a pension. <laughs> I know you don't. <laughs> I, I know you don't. Is See, listen, like a lot of people that work for you, like 40, you know, there's that special pension deal. You worked, what, 13 years? And, like, your former chief of staff's pulling in, like, $109,000. You forewent that program. Was it because you thought you were going to be a Wayne County executive for life? No, not at all. I mean, we that went through the uh, retirement board, which is, uh, quite frankly, is as you probably were, are aware, is, uh, is independent. We only have one vote on that board, meaning the county yeah. is back. Well, but you didn't get any pension from the sheriff's department? No, no, no. We rolled it all into a 401k. Never never had a pension. Is that because no, you were worried I, the county's finances were going to collapse like Detroit? No, I never <laughs> thought it was going to be in the, uh, be in those jobs that long. <laughs> oh, oh. So, no, that's fine. I mean, that's all part of it. That's part of life, you know? You go on, and I'm blessed. I got a law degree. You know, my grandfather always uh, wanted to make sure that I had that law degree. It's an interesting story, I guess. When I was going to Michigan State, which, by the way, is going to the Final Four, unlike your team there, Charlie, 
What do you mean, um, my team? You got to be a fucking partisan all the time. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's just young guys in tight shorts. You, you never played basketball, did you? What's wrong with it? Didn't you go to Michigan? Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. Okay. State University. And guess what? You lost three times to Michigan State this year. Our gymnastics <laughs> program is known for <laughs> winning titles. <laughs> okay, that's good. You can keep winning those titles. We'll keep going to the uh, final four. Uh, but no, my grandfather, the, the law degree, and what, what it's paid off for me is that when I was at Michigan State, um, I had been um, accepted to uh, a labor relations uh, uh, master's program, and also I'd been accepted to law school. And I went to my grandfather, I said, you know, it's been a number of years I keep going to school, because I went K-12 right into college, and now, you know, law school, if I went full-time, would be another three years. I said, maybe, Grandpa, I should take a break. He said, no, no, no. He said, I know that you have a summer dinners on Sunday and all that kind of stuff. You have a great interest in politics. He said, if you ever get into politics, you got to have a time to go to hell with me. And I said, what? what is that? He said, if you're ever in political office and you have that law degree, if somebody comes to you and tells you that they want you to do something or they think they can leverage you to do something, you can tell them to go to hell because you got another profession as a lawyer. Karen's rolling her eyes. Did we have a point to that? <laughs> You know Karen Dumas is on the show, don't you, Bob? Uh, Jim, I know Karen. I know Karen. Hey, Bob, but, how hey, you doing? She was rolling yeah, her eyes. No, I was just uh, trying to follow it. Like, yeah, well, I was just. You know, this is the part of the show you let the guest air it out. <laughs> it, well, you talked about what am I doing in the law degree. I said the law degree's paid off from the, from uh, not uh, only being in uh, public office. That's my point. Okay, let's let's let, 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 let's let, let's go like this. Should we do the good old days, or should we do what's going on today? Which one you want to do? Stop with the media well, bullying. Like You're bullying forward, me, but Charlie. Yes. Stop the I media like bullying. Oh, you'd like to move forward. Okay. Let, okay. Because yeah, I'd like to know his take on what's going on That's in the county right. and the city. I'd, 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 I, really, I really would. So, Bob. You go first. All right. Because, you know, all of a sudden now, and this happens when there's a transition of power, whether it's at the county level, city, state, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, the finances in the county are perfect. Books are balanced. Everything is fine. What's your take on that? Are things that much better? Um, did you help to lay the foundation uh, as earlier administrations did in the city to help stabilize city finances? What's your take on where Wayne County is right now? And don't well, bullshit, Bob. Do not give a political answer here. So I'll get I'm up not, your I'm ass not, again. I'm not, giving a, I'm not giving a BS answer. My man. Uh, uh, basically, we never went into any type of receivership. I know the governor's office discussed it with us, and they had... They had the Treasury Department there all the time. And quite frankly, in the last quarter uh, that I was in office, there was to be a transfer of another um, $80 million. I forget how much it was. And that would have balanced the books. And the commission held back on that. And it wasn't transferred until uh, uh, the following year. Some, I'm not even sure when, within the first six years, um, six months, rather, of, of uh, the new year. And so we actually had balanced it. Ask some of the commissioners. Wait, wait, Bob, Bob. What we're doing today, you you said you want to do today. You're doing yesterday. Huh? Well, no, you you asked me what what were the finances like and everything else. Uh, What did I think about it? It actually had moved and been set up to balance. That's part of it. So how does that make... I'm not saying that they haven't done some things that haven't improved it. Of course they have. But, I mean, I guess because, you know, I, I sit back and listen to some of the things that come out of the city, and I get a little offended. 
So when you look at how things are being projected, you know, they're, they're, they're clean, they're balanced, they're fine, everything is perfect, water is cold, grass is green, how does that make you feel? You know what, Karen, if you sit there and you live your life worrying about what somebody, uh, how they're doing, what they're doing now and how they're defining it, every political administration defines it as the best that there is at the time they're in office. I mean, look at Trump. My God. I mean, you, you think that uh, there wasn't a political decision that was ever sane until he got into office. I mean, it's. Well, let me do this. That's what they do. Let me do this. That's what everybody does. Let me answer that shorthand. You give me a short answer. Okay. The difference was they balanced the county books by moving money from the treasurer's office on people's property taxes into the general budget. And then they made the work in person. They went into a consent agreement and they screwed them and cut their benefits and wages, which you didn't have the power to do. That's how the books got balanced. Yes or no? Yes. And the economy improved, and when I was whooping yeah, your ass... the economy had a lot to do with it, because property tax... We were losing, on average, $100 million a year during the recession. Exactly. Now, let's go here. You really blew it on the jail. That was a big freaking boondoggle. I told you from the beginning, it wasn't budgeted properly. Then they tore it down, buried $400 million, right? Would it have been smarter to continue to build the jail than to throw $400 million into a hole and spend $500 million more putting the new courthouse in jail over by the trash incinerator? <laughs> I want an honest answer, bro. Defend yourself. Here's the honest answer of all that with the jail. Okay. Normally, they, there were contractors and people that came to me and said, you know what, these projects always run over. We actually said, no, we're going to sue you, and we stopped them, and we sued them. Now, what were some of the factors that were involved in it? Number one, and Karen, I don't know if you were with the city of Detroit administration at the time or not, but one of the towers was supposed to be built for the pre-sentenced people that were uh, going to be arrested by the city of Detroit. We thought that we had a deal on that, and it ended up that we didn't, and that was like... uh, uh, millions of dollars that we started to build with it. And okay, time out, time out, time out. Because, because of the bankruptcy. I don't want people crashing like their cars with heavy eyelids, Bob. Yeah. You thought you had a deal. No, 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 no. This That's not how you run a big project. And out of $300 million, would that really have made the difference to make or break that deal? We would have, yeah, we would have, we would have balanced it. But do you think what we did because I don't think you were. You're, you're so, taking you know, the whole I'm, cost of three hundred million dollars. Okay, but look, we we all I, I everybody can Google that. Look, did we make the right decision bulldozing four hundred million dollars and then giving a sweetheart ass deal to Dan Gilbert? I'm being honest with you, you Charlie. I don't know what the deal is with uh, Gilbert to say whether it's good or bad. You don't I know mean, if that deal's any good. Are. That deal I stinks. Have no idea. That deal. I have no idea. Okay, do you think it stinks? That the guy that helped negotiate that deal for the county with Gilbert then took a contract with Gilbert? That's probably not the best optics in the world. That's Bob Ficano. That's a drop. <laughs> That's the optics. That's optics. And fuck that. That's just wrong, bro. It is not the best optics. Because, you know, I mean, you went through it. We had a bunch of guys in your administration go to prison. Bad optics. I don't know if it's a bunch of guys. We had two main guys that were... 
stupid. Well, there was the, the two guys in IT. There was the guy from the mental health fund. There were... Well, that's water under the bridge. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, let's not talk about let, it. Let me do this one. You know, you know I'm, I'm really trying to get you, the political observer. And by the way, you're welcome here anytime. You've always, okay, you've always been an interesting guy. It's been also. such a lovely experience. <laughs> he could be our Wayne County reporter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. he's an expert, so he's on. Sure. So we're going to have him on for the political season. Is that cool, Bob? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Now, where was I going with this? Um, okay. The, the, when I show up, start hanging around, busting your balls, that's when Turkey got a $200,000 severance. Whatever you think, right or wrong, those happen. I know they do. You know they do. becomes an issue. Why is that more of an issue, an employee getting a severance in the political sphere than the mayor of Detroit swinging some contracts towards a possible girlfriend, at least a woman who he meets at her house and pulls into the garage and comes out like an hour and a half later. Which is, so, which is worse? Let's, let's put it in perspective, Charlie, and you know how it, how it works probably as well as anybody. If things are rolling along pretty well, the media isn't as bitey as when things are not going as well. Wait, what but do you mean? Did you say bitey? They're more biting. They're more. Uh, they're are you talking ass. about? Are you talking about the mayor or the no, mayor? No, no. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I got it. Oh, but, I got it. Okay. Yeah, no, the media. Okay, they're not as they're usually not as biting. So Twitter, and however people perceive it, yeah, there's a lot of people who say that the neighborhood and struggles. In fact, I saw your article yesterday about that poor lady that uh, you know uh, was bloodied and, and needed the help. Yeah, but uh, th- there's. There's always that dichotomy, but right now the perception is Detroit's in an upswing. And a lot of, I believe a lot of the media at this point are saying, what, you know, how much dirt are we going to throw on this story uh, that, you know, resonates nationally that maybe things are not going as well? I think there's a real desire by a lot of the stakeholders in Detroit uh, to make sure that uh, Detroit continues to be successful and be perceived as successful. I, I just, I, I really believe that. Well, that's now you have some things like you know the free press. I know just did that article on uh, on the mayor and and uh, the doctor out of uh, Wayne State and, and things like that. But uh, you know some of the other things that they might be looking at if it really in, uh, impacts the image of Detroit nationally, they might be more hesitant to do it. And Karen, you might know more about that than even I do. Well, I've said that too, Bob. That I that that it's a controlling of the narrative that's taking place downtown to make everything look good. You know, I think the biggest um, improvement in the city has been the perception that things are different and that they don't want to compromise that. So I I, I agree. I got to disagree in one sense. There's you know because I don't want people to think I don't see what's going on, Bob and Karen and Bob and all you listeners. I see cement being poured. I see streetlights being put up. I see buildings being occupied. I see restaurants. I, I like that. I, well, I will in midtown and downtown. Well, well let, let's let's focus being, on that you for see a buildings moment. Buildings being built. Start let's, looking at the occupancy. Let's do buildings. no. Let's let's that's uh, Bob man. Karen, we we grew up here and, and nothing like that ever got done. So, 
you you got to remember us and you got to remember yourself what that that's a good feeling and it's a good thing to see but i was just interrupting my friend bob there bob you and i both know about financing i think it's voodoo do you Ficano? What the financing is? Voodoo? Yes, the financing. Yes, the, no, the, I mean with the city of Detroit, I think that because of the bankruptcy, they got a pretty clean slate. Not um, really. The, well, they they're in a much better position than they were in for the finance. So is it is it good public policy to be handing out sugar cookies to billionaires who don't pay back? And you would know this, pay back into the county or city coffers. I, perception wise, but let me let me say it this way, and the public, and you may not even like the way this comes out, is that you're right. In, uh, tax abatements do not look good depending on how they're actually structured. For example, I think one of the misperceptions of Amazon in New York is that what people don't realize is that New York wasn't just handing, I forget how much the tax subsidy was. But, uh, three billion, one billion three, less than three, Detroit. Three, yeah, $3 billion, okay? It wasn't that the city or the state of New York was handing out $3 billion. They said was, okay, you locate here, you will raise X number of dollars that you have to pay, property taxes, income taxes, and things like that. They said instead of paying at, I, I don't know, I'm picking a figure, say 20%, you're only going to pay it at 15%. But you never would have gotten that 15% without the $3 billion. So you're, just, you're giving it back as as they pay it into the system, it's not like you're lumping the money but into. If I might, if if, if I might, if you look a close look at our deals, we are giving them money as well as those abatements. We're giving them big checks, and you have to realize the stress on the infrastructure. If they're not going to, if you've got a skyscraper, say with five thousand people in it, you need fire, you need police, and you're not paying for it. Plus, let me well, drill it. Let me drill it into your sweet little skull, brother. We're giving them cash. Yeah. We're giving them cash. It's amazing. Okay, go ahead. I guess I've been out of it too long because I haven't followed up closely what they're doing. What they're giving cash or just the abatement? I know that we mostly operated on the abatement uh, theory of when we brought companies in that they would uh, they would generate so much uh, revenue with their taxes and they get a percentage less that they had to pay because of. Yeah, that's called the, the multiplier effect, right? The multiplier, yeah. which is somebody makes 50 grand, they spend 20 grand, two people make 50, they spend 20, that's 40. That means three people are now employed, right? I get that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'm such a nerd because I went to University of Michigan. Always next year. Yeah, right. What's wrong with a backflip, Bob? Anyway. Can you still do a backflip? Me or Bob? You. Well, don't challenge me. <laughs> well, I blew my knee out. So oh, yes, maybe. I bet oh, I could, oh, but okay. I'd, I'd blow my knee out. But right, Yeah, all right then. If, if it meant getting that poor woman an ambulance, I would have done a backflip. I know. But anyway, Bob, I, what I never see is a study about how many jobs it'll create, how, how much tax base that'll create, and when the public's bank gets itself even. See, call me a nerd. Call me a reporter. Call me what you want. But I got to know that. Otherwise, it doesn't pass muster. 
through well, the no bullshit news hour. Problems. A lot of these agreements don't have what they call clawbacks. That if you don't do what you said you were going to do when you signed the agreement, then we claw back some of the some of the uh, money from you. You have to pay us. Now, you know, it depends on the entity as well. You probably can claw back from General Motors. I mean, you know, their, their coffers are, are, their pockets are deep enough that if they don't live up to an agreement, you can, you know, get litigation and actually get some of the money back. It's some of the uh, other type of uh, probably projects sometimes that might be on the, uh, not as financially set as General Motors that the clawback may not be as, as uh well, let's face it, man. I'm seeing the same characters, guys doing business with you. I busted their balls. They're doing business with Duggan, right? Nobody's clawing nothing back. And when you filed suit against the contractors on the jail, what'd they pay? A mill? Yes. Not even needing an answer. A mill. Actually, part of, uh, uh, I don't know. It didn't finish under me. I mean, it, it right. ended up finishing under a new administration. We shit $400 million down a hole and got a mill back. Yeah, a That's the clawback? That's a scratch my back, dog. But it's kind of like in terms of hiring Detroiters, that clause for new projects. And when it doesn't happen, when the project is smart, they actually factor in the penalty into the budget and they just pay it back. So, you know, that's that's part of doing business. It's too. politics. Yeah. Well, part of, it's like a lot of regulatory situations that the company will. The and I'm not I don't know in this yes. particular case what they've done, but in a lot of business operations, they uh, figure that it's cheaper to pay a penalty mm-hmm. sometimes than to actually live by some of the agreements that they agree to. Yep. OK, listen, I, w- I want to try this. I want I want to do. A little game show. One question. For all the money in the world. If you're, you're a man and your genitals point to the direction of your politics, which way do you really think Mike Duggan's dong points? Does he lean to the right? Okay, I'll let Karen answer that. No, you won't. <laughs> I'm not even I'll answer it. Go ahead, go ahead. It's to the right. That thing, that thing takes a hard turn to the right. No, Bob, you and I stand out of that one. <laughs> okay, Bob, I, I forgot. I got to apologize. One, one story I did with you, I called you Finocchio. Remember when the, with the growing nose? Remember oh, yeah. that one? Yeah. Because I know I you. Forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know it, but that is an Italian colloquialism. Yeah. It's a bad word. It's a derogatory word about. Uh, uh, a homosexual man in Italian, Finocchio. So I want to apologize for calling you Finocchio. Okay. Because it's not that there's anything wrong with that. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't mean it. But you didn't know it at the time. I, I want to get all the corrections done. Charlie, you need to give uh, out awards. And I think Bob Vacanel needs to be your first awardee for being such a good sport coming on the... He on is the a good sport. He and he all, but he's a good guy. Remember we, we exchanged Christmas presents, brother? <laughs> Yeah, hey, we did actually. It was. Look, I think dude, you got more. I think I got more response out of that segment than I did any of the other ones. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what, though. You know what you did do? You started. You did. You were a very tough guy. You, you pushed back. You bit, and you set a template here. So that when politicians they come in, they they intimidate the news director. They they come in a lot of black cars. They threaten lawsuits so i gotta give you that you like 
as bad as it looked for you, you did beat the media's ass. You sent a message and they've picked up on it. I don't know if you think that's good or bad. I think that's bad. But uh, you're not a pussy like everybody thought. You're... T- we we mutually destroyed each other. Uh, are we, he stood are there we, and took are we, it. Are we in a, a Donald Trump... Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'm sorry. You mean my language? Yeah, it's the no bullshit news hour. Um, no, see, that's the thing that they're, they're play pretending on Capitol Hill that you and I did. It was... It was serious public policy, made interesting, but never, I never got in your bedroom, you never got in mine. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think I won, though. Ah, uh, it's debatable. <laughs> Go ahead, state your case, barrister. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm in a basement. I'm in a basement. You're teaching at community college. Lower level. Damn. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm practicing law, which is pretty... Oh, I heard you're you're representing weed guys. Yeah, we uh, we got a lot of cases. In fact, uh, I got I got pulled over two joints in my car. Will you represent me? No, no, it's not that. It's uh, we uh, we're going up to the uh, court of claims uh, next uh, Tuesday on uh, the permanent injunction. We hope for uh, those dispensaries that weren't given due process uh, and had their licenses uh, uh, not really. See, Bob's come around to the people. He's trying to get us the weed. You smoke weed, Bob? No, I don't, actually. Have you ever smoked weed? <laughs> uh, no, once in college, and that was enough. Did it work? No, not at all. You should have tried it again. <laughs> no. Or get some better weed. It cures glaucoma. You know what else cures glaucoma? Hmm. Dr. Yaldo. Oh, uh, okay. The other Bob you like. Yeah, listen, if you go to Dr. Yaldo and tell him I sent you, I get 250 bucks or something like that. Yeah, I figured there was something in there. Help me out, Bob. <laughs> okay. Okay, listen, dude. I got to run. Take okay, care. listen, one more question. One more question. Oh, my man. Okay, look. Nine okay. times, what's nine times six? Why is that important? <laughs> Not anymore, I guess, but when you're county executive, it kind of matters. I guess. <laughs> okay. It's 54, dude. Yeah, I know. It's actually 56. I'm just trying to figure out where you're going with it. It's actually 56. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's 54. 54. Still busting you both. I'll see you later, brother. Uh, the, the next pops on me, man. Thanks for being on. Thanks for talking, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Real cool dude. Yeah, he is. He's a good guy. But he's not the county executive. But you know what, Charlie? Just to rewind for a second. You've, it was known that the conversation um, was having was taking place that Dan Gilbert did not like the optics when people were coming into downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, that they didn't need, they don't want to see you know Pookie and Ray Ray arguing outside of Thirty Six District. What's your racial? They didn't want it. That's not racial. Those I'm are just, white guys you're talking okay, about. Okay, Billy Bob and what Sally May? I mean, Cletus. I Cletus. Cletus. Okay, that is racist too. <laughs> Right. Why can't it be Ali and Mu- Mustafa? Okay, whoever. I don't care. Why not Iron Cloud and Gray Eyes? <laughs> I, I, mean, I know Cletus, and it's probably geez. him. It's some kind of trailer park thing. I don't know. Why not Jose and Hose B? I mean, come on. What's with you? Jeez. <laughs> don't say that, Charlie. Whoever. He didn't want to see that. When, he didn't want that optic when people were coming into downtown Detroit. 
So you've got the to jail. see poor black people. You you mean. The, well, no, just people, you know, just the whole criminal scene, you know, people uh, yeah, yeah. being transported, people outside, you know, being my family, you mean yeah. your other family, Charlie, you're right. But I'm saying so that jail was a, a that wasn't going to happen. He didn't want it there. The courts are going to move. Remember when they changed the head of the 36th District Court? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. politics is chess, not checkers. So you've got to look at all the moving pieces. That jail deal was dead before it got started because Dan Gilbert did not want that down there, and it is mm -mm. not going to be there. I apparently, which, which we told Bob Ficano. Which you said. Right, well, she was on the inside. Years. She was on the inside of yeah. it, but that, that really, <laughs> I got to take that off my resume. I really thought Bob here and I had a lot to do with that because we, Bob, you know, we scratch through those finances. Everything. You, the yeah. cameraman, quote unquote. You want to know a great reporter, Karen, is Bob. Bob and I would sit there and read depositions right. waiting for Bob to show up. Right. I mean, you're a smart brother. Which is, you know, why I wanted to ask him how he felt about because we did it day after day after day. Answer the question. Answer I know he'd pull up and say. Plus, yeah. plus doing the police and the yeah, ambulances and the, fire. Yeah. and the mayor. Karen, you testified to that. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, and hey, City Hall, welcome in. We know you monitor. It's not personal. It's the people's business. It is. It is. And they need Charlie, to know. You, you, you raked us across the coals, too. So oh, as, I kicked as, your as, ass. As you should have. I mean, and I, you know, it's not personal. I mean, just like Bob Ficano said, I mean, it comes with the job. And right. you've got to be prepared for it, you know. I mean, as long as you are being paid by public dollars, you owe you got to answer questions. You have to answer questions or you should be asked and you should make yourself available. You work for the public. That's it. That's it. We're the boss. That's we right. are the boss. That is right. And, you know, the press. And that's, and that's what's not currently going on. No, and you know why people don't like the press now? Because they lost track of the fact that we're the servants of the people who are the boss. Boss don't like when you ignore them. Her. She doesn't like it when you ignore her. Well, yeah. Business and well, try to be interesting. You can take some credit for it, Charlie. All I'm saying is, is that at some point, uh, maybe it would have evolved and been something else, but that was never part of the landscape for downtown Detroit. Once, okay. You know, so let me just, just put that Okay. So, yeah, and uh, let me reiterate this. Media, particularly the newspapers, with this silly phrasing. As we first reported, just report it. Or else I'll do it too. And I couldn't get you. Be grow a set. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to make their case for themselves being... Getting a prize. Yeah. You weren't there when it was yeah. going down. Yeah. Nobody even covered the, Bob's failed jail going down and the no. deal with the new one. No, they didn't. Deadline was... Detroit did. Alan Lango, yeah. you are a man. Thank you, Pete Carmanos, for having but, my but, back. But when we were doing that, that was our story exclusively. We never ran into other reporters or other things, you know, people, news organizations at press conference. It was us. That was it. Until the end. Well, until the end, yeah. And then but people then, started then showing up at the Cadillac, remember? Right, right. Yeah, well, okay, that's cool. Whatever. Well, they got Better on board. They got never. on board. What other media outlets are doing now? Don't be a shit tard saying we were here. Say it was. Uh, I was there first. We'll yeah. see how this goes. I see how it's going. Yeah. Okay. Look, hit me with the uh, hit me with no wacky's tune. Yeah. He 
songs are so good, I don't want to start these till some of the words come out. You know what this is, Karen? The best thing in our life is free. Oh, yeah. But you can but give is, it to the birds and bees. This isn't uh, Beard Strong. No. I mean, that was his song, but yep. this isn't his performance. Okay. I'll give you a hint. The artist is from Detroit. Is that the guy that you had in the studio? No. Oh, you, mean, you mean the coon man? Yeah. No, no but he can play it. He could play it, yeah. He got a show coming up soon. 80th, anniversary. 80th birthday. Such a thrill. John Lee Hooker. But you love okay. don't pay he used to work at Ford, didn't he? I think he did. Maybe Chrysler. Ford. I would guess Ford, but I don't know. You just bullshit. Well, I would guess Ford because it's older. Is that racist, Bob? No, I I would guess Ford because it's older. They have more plans. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want. Maybe you're a big time city of. Leave it up, man. It's good. Luke's cool. I'm telling he's cool. He's doing my finances. I'm getting all my stuff made sure my daughter will inherit the stuff without the, the court man taking it and the politician got their fingers in it. Because maybe you are a big time city official who can travel with your entourage on the city's dime and on your birthday your hat is magically packed with C notes. That's $100 bills, people. Or maybe you played high school football with someone connecting and get lucrative contracts to haul and dump sludge, then get lucrative contracts to clean up the disaster you just created. If you're not among the elite who can make your pockets fat off the taxpayer's back with no shame in your game, there's a good chance that you're going to have to provide for your own retirement and theirs. And that special little health clinic deal she's running. Booty call. If you have questions regarding whether you're on the right track, call Luke Nowacki at 248-663-4748. Grow your assets. Your politicians and their girlfriends are depending on you for the additional tax revenue. Those navigators don't lease themselves, nor do those Tauruses. Luke Nowacki, 248-663-4748. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA. SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, and services. Reference here are independent Royal Alliance Inc. Call Luke. <sighs> okay. Can I read the thing that I wrote at Deadline Detroit? Please, Please do. I wanted to produce it, but you know, we're not really getting paid a lot here. Uh, we're meeting with this whole network's taking off, dude. Yeah. We could get rich. Uh, Eli and Denny's show's going well. ML's got a show on. And we're, we're, we're uh, you forgot Drew, you know, like the big one. Well, the Drew and Mike, of course, yeah, everybody yeah, knows yeah. that. And then there's the No BS News Hour, all part of the Red Shovel Network. Yeah. And by the way, we I got I, in on the bottom floor, so we're good, dude. We're the goddamn right. roof of this goddamn thing. right. We're we got roof. in early. We're the roof. <laughs> the roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. Yeah. We don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker. Burn. burn. Who was that again? That was... I'm not clear. God, I forgot. I used to listen to that in college. Oh, time. yeah. Okay. The, um, ni- the 90s called. They want their song back. That was the 80s, Holmes. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, here's my thought on things, okay? What's this called? This headline is bloody and beaten and waiting for the man. First she said, excuse me. Then she asked for help. Blood was caked like mud on the side of her head from an open wound. Her face was painted brown from the bleeding knot on her forehead. She had kinky hair like mine, eyes the color of my mother's, troubles like my sister. 
Junkie, maybe. Trouble for sure. The cops knew her well. She'd been captured on tape earlier that morning, getting her ass beat at a gas station. She refused medical help then. Some people do that when the cops start asking questions. She wanted help now. There are thousands of stories like hers in the city and thousands more being written every day across this place called America. It's always worse around the first of the month. That's when the government checks come and the insanity ensues. I called 911 and requested an ambulance. It was 5.58 p.m. in the new cast corridor. The bistros were full. The Pittsburgh Penguins hockey club was in town. The streets were humming with revelers. And here comes the old cast corridor. Raggedy assed, bloody, dirty nails, sweater turned inside out, the tag in the front like the collar of an Episcopal minister. It read L for large. She was small and slender, all spine and shoulder blades, shivering in the evening air. My jacket folded neatly around her. She did not reek of alcohol, and her eyes were clear. It was now 6.08 p.m., and still no ambulance. My cocktail was growing warm in the bistro. Her name was Katrina, and she said she was 35 years old. I asked her if she ever heard of Katrina and the Waves, the 80s pop band. You do that with injured people. First cover them to keep them warm. Talk to them to help them focus. It keeps their minds occupied. It keeps them from slipping into shock. She said she'd never heard of Katrina and the Waves. That's when I realized she was young enough to be my daughter, old enough to be my wife, worn enough to be my grandmother. This made me profoundly sad. The memory of my sister came in a wave. She lived like Katrina, wild and bloody and hobbled by a limp that grew more pronounced at the first of the month. My sister was killed in Brightmoor after she got into a car with a man. She jumped out of the vehicle traveling 80 miles an hour. She jumped straight into a tree. My mother wandered Brightmoor for some time in her raccoon coat, wanting some justice for her daughter. There was no cop actively working her case. No one gives a rip about a dead hooker. But she was somebody's daughter, somebody's sister. She mattered. Eventually, a cop took it upon himself to track down the driver, and the driver did some time. That's why I like cops and hookers. It was 6.13 p.m. Still no ambulance. People in the bistro were staring out the window by this time. I liked them, too. I thought Katrina might look as pretty as them, dressed in baubles and a nice dress turned right side out. That's when the police arrived, five deep. Thank you, Pittsburgh Penguins. There are always more cops around when you're around. Another problem we have, but still no ambulance. The cops knew Katrina from earlier in the day when she'd first gotten her ass beat but refused to say who'd done it. She refused medical earlier today, one cop said with a tired arch of the eyebrow. I knew him. Good guy. Well, she wants help now, I said. Another cop started asking questions, offering Katrina a ride to the hospital in the back of her cruiser. That's when Katrina started tripping. Lots of people have that reaction when offered the back seat of a police car. It started getting heavy, and Katrina walked off with both her physical and spiritual trauma. It was 6.20 p.m. in the cast corridor, and still no ambulance. There were medics available at the time, I have since been told by the Detroit Fire Department brass. They've promised to look into it. 
and that's good. And this is the part of the story where I launch into the outrage of it all. The lack of resources for public safety, the statistical analysis, the budgetary breakdown, the misguided priorities of City Hall, the we are all in this together trope. I've been doing it for a decade now. I've been doing it all so long. So let's try it this way. If Katrina couldn't get a medical wagon, what would happen to the handsome women sitting in the window of the bistro, sipping pink wine, celebrating a birthday? As my friend writer Steve Neveling says, there is no Detroit comeback until medics can arrive in a reasonable time. Yes, I could go on about all that. But all I managed to do was go home and cry. So remember, try to love one another. And shut the fuck up, Bob. I love it, man. Fun, baby.
a multi-million dollars, almost overnight. Twice as sweet as sugar, twice as bitter as salt. And if you get hooked, baby, it's nobody else's fault, so don't do it. Yeah, man, that, that's, that's raw. Ugh. 